0: Its that purpose statement? <laughs> or so she's, she's one of our future ministers, I assure you of that. So, <laughs> you have been appointed, at least by me. <laughs> uh, so a young boy walks up to his rich uncle and says, "Uncle Joe, I need to ask you something." And the uncle says, "Sure, be quick and be clear about it, my boy." So the boy says, "One hundred dollars." Quick and clear, and he asked. Let me ask you. Do you have $100? No, i <laughs> Do you desire to have more success or more security? Do you desire for your relationships to um, function in a higher vibration of love or desire to have a relationship that is uh, personal and, and deeply fulfilling? Do you desire... That wonderful car that you dream of, or that home, or that closet of clothes that you just feel wonderful about when you open it and get to wear it? Do you think about creative expression that you'd love to be doing in the world? See, all of these things that you desire and you want are possible. That's what we teach here, and that's not a new teaching. That is a teaching that has been being taught since beginning of time. In the Bible, it says very clearly how to make this happen. It says, ask, and it is given. Ask, and it is given. This is clear instruction. It should be very simple. Why isn't it? Right? So we're going to explore that over the upcoming weeks. But to do that, let me first show you a diagram that we use here at Bodhi. It actually comes from my um, minister, Michael Bernard Beckwith. And it's called the Four Kingdoms of Consciousness. And let me just explain these because it, there's a, a, we're going to speak specifically about it. The first one in the bottom corner is to me. That is the lowest vibration of consciousness. That is the victim consciousness. That is the part of us, and we all have it that believe something is happening to us. Somebody did something to us. If they wouldn't have done that, then my life would be fine. They said that and it hurt me. That they took my job away. That that I did all that I could and they walked away. They, they, they. It's blaming the world, looking for some victimizer out there so that you yourself can believe and anchor yourself in life is happening to me. Much of the world is anchored in this quadrant. So when it's time to spiritually awaken and rise up out of it, it's not always easy because it has a strong gravitational pull at its center. And truth be told, we all land there. We get lost. We forget. But here at Bodhi, our job is to help us see that with love and rise up out of that. The second kingdom of consciousness over to the left is a higher vibration, and that is by me. When you've risen up out of the victim consciousness, you start to wake up to the idea that, oh, I can cause things to occur. I'm creating my life. I can make things happen. It's like the teachings of the secret. If you remember that movie years back, it's the law of attraction. It's, it's, it's the, the teachings of Abraham Hicks that you are creator. And when you think about things, when you have rockets of desire, as Abraham says, you can manifest and make things happen. Now, what we teach here is that is true. When you have a conscious thought of wanting something then it is yours, it is established the moment that you think about it. And as that song that they so beautifully sang, um, or as actually what Levi spoke about in the mother's song, that, that whatever your heart desires inside of that, it has all that it needs. It, it, it literally has within it a vibration that will attract the help, the assistance, the finances, whatever it is that you need and want. with with that desire. That exists within this kingdom. Now, I want to take a moment and explain this though because it's a little confusing and and if we're naive about it because people walk around going, well, I thought about getting that new car and I just didn't happen. But what we're not aware of is that that the conscious mind thinks about having something, but the um, subconscious mind has all of your beliefs and your fears and your resistance and all of the, the race consciousness within your life, within your family's life, your community, all of it lives there. So you think consciously, yay, new car, I need to travel, this will be wonderful, it's time for me to do this. And the subconscious mind can say, who do you think you are to have that car? What will people think about you? What will my family say? What will my partner say? What will the neighbors say? I can't really, what if I get it and then I lose my job? All those voices that live underneath, they too Get activated. So it's a very powerful quadrant to live in and to begin manifesting, but it's also a quadrant where you will begin to draw up from, you will begin to unearth from the um, subconscious mind your own blocks and resistance, which is a beautiful thing because that's what we're here to do. We're here to get those out of the way so thought to manifestation is quicker. Now that sounds like a fun thing, doesn't it? That actually has an end date by me. It's a fun place to play. Um, But the upper, then the upper one to the left through me is is another higher vibration. And through me is the, the part of you that when, you know, you get to a point where you go, you know, I really do trust that life is good, so I don't need to fix and manage everything and control it. What if I just said, life, wherever I am, you are. Use me. Use me. At Starbucks, when I'm going grocery shopping, when I'm at work, when I'm, wherever I am, you just let love flow through you. And it's an easier load. It's lighter. You don't have to think about what to say. You don't have to worry about all those little things in life in the lower two quadrants. You don't have to make life happen. You trust life is good, and you know it's for you. And so there's a lot of freedom in that particular quadrant. We actually live in all of them, by the way, and and. Any given day, I'm sure you'll experience all four of them. The top one is as me. That's the Christ consciousness. That's the part of you that's timeless. That's the part of you that knows that it knows that it knows. It never worries. It never fears. No matter how goofy you get in the world, there's a part of you that's like, all is well. I am eternal life. I am one with God. Everything's cool. No matter how much crazy making or fear takes over, you have a part of you that never gets seduced. It's your Christ consciousness. It's your holiness, your wholeness. And that is the fourth quadrant. Now, we're going to actually focus on the Buy Me quadrant over the next three weeks, including today. Because I believe it's really important and fun to play there. I believe that we should acquire mastery in this particular quadrant. Now, mastery, what it looks like, is very different person to person. One person, mastery of this quadrant, may mean that you're the CEO of a company and you've got this big house on the North Shore and a second home and and lots of cars and lots of travel and adventure all over the world. That may be mastery for your little heart. And someone else right next to you may go, you know, I'm not into all that stuff. I want a simple life, I want a nice small home, I want a, I want a, a light load so I, can, so I can be here to do different things. You see, how it outpictures is, is personal, but what is always the same and important, what mastery means in this quadrant, is that you no longer worry or fear about how you will manifest and materialize what you need you are free because you are a master and you know how to use the spiritual laws you know how to activate them and you trust them so implicitly that they're always working in your favor if you know abraham hicks and many of you do they have a book that's called ask and it is given i invite you to to get that book and look that over the next couple of weeks or just um, look up Abraham Hicks and, and really look in some of the settings because they're very passionate about helping people develop mastery in this particular area of life. And I think they're brilliant at it. And we here at Bodhi are going to talk about it, but I really am very passionate about how we do it. No one's right or wrong, but the way that we do it. And I talked about this last week. The first thing that we do is we recognize this thing called God, spirit. Life, unconditional love, uh, whatever you want to call it, a higher self, we recognize this power. And what we say here, what I teach here, is that the first job is to get into right relationship with the God of your being. Life is relationship. That's what life is. And if your life is out and wacky in relationship, then usually we need always, I say, we need to go back in and get into right relationship with ourselves and right relationship with the God of our being. And then other relationships will ripple out accordingly. We talked about last week that the the most important primary relationship is relationship with you and your personal divine. And that it is to, our job is to focus on that every single day, making that the most important priority. Ernest Holmes says, Realize that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That God wishes you to have everything worthwhile in life. Realize that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You've heard that before. That's a common phrase. That God wishes, to, to, wishes you to, to have everything worthwhile in life. That's the kind of personal God I want you to have. I want you to have a best friend. I want your God to be so for you, which it is, he, she, it is, but I want you to know it. I want you to be so in the experience of it that it is like a joy, walking through life going, what would I like, what would, what would bless me in the world? What, what, what is it that my heart desires? And you know that, that your personal God loves you so deeply that your personal God is like, yes! Yes, it is yours, because that's what the law says. You see, we think of God as love. We think of God as law. And together, they cooperate to create life. And so the law always says, yes, the love always is just enveloping you with so much adoration and joy. What a wonderful thing to have on your side. What a wonderful thing to have on your side. You see, we have to ask this personal God. Most of us are used to not asking God, but asking Google, right? So we need to ask God, not Google, right? And the truth is, many of us are still in a healing relationship with God. We're still not fully trusting. We still haven't developed, as I talked about again last week, please download it if you weren't here on um, uh, iTunes, podcast, Bodhi Spiritual Center, because it's in relationship to this talk, most of us are still healing our relationship with God because we haven't been able to become fully dependent upon it. And that's what's required, to let go and surrender that much. And you see, don't be too hard on yourself because you yourself have particular ideas about yourself, but you belong to a family, to a community, to a city, to a nation, to the Western world. You're a part of all of these collective consciousnesses, if you will, and all of them have particular ideas about them. And the Western world consciousness is to be fiercely independent. You are, um, you are uh, honored and praised when you do it yourself. You did that all by yourself? Good for you. Now, that's good when you're tying your shoe, right? But not years later when we must learn to co-create and evolve and share and depend on people. In our culture, to need, to have needs, and we talk about this a lot because it's an important breakthrough that we need. To have needs and to express your needs and to ask for what you want is scary. You start to, to, to flounder and, and get all nervous. It's like, um, yeah, oh, jeez, hmm, uh, uh, listen, would you mind, I, if this isn't too inconvenient, if it's not too, if you could just possibly pass the salt. Oh, never mind, never mind. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to burden you. You know what? I've got high blood pressure. I don't need it anyway. Forget it. Forget it. Right? The salt. The salt. So much in life is possible for you if you ask. And here's what's really true I want you to get this. You are always asking. Asking is a gift that you have been given. When you came into this dimension of being, the way, that you were, the, the, the way that you got wired to activate it, to evolve and move forward, is this thing called asking. Asking activates the law. It's a way to activate the law. And when you ask, the law is activated. It says yes, and you set the entire universe and all of that which is causing it to continue to evolve and expand into activity for your favor for your favor you're always doing this you just don't call it that every breath that you take in you're asking every time your heart beats it's a request for life every there's so much but here's the deal so much of your asking is automatic pilot so much of your asking you don't even call it that anymore because it's like this you don't even think of it as a request. Oh, I need some milk. Easy. Get in my car, go to the store, or walk down the street to the corner store, get the milk, come home. You don't even think that you have sent a request out to the universe, and the entire universe has orchestrated itself with the farmers, and the trucks, and the, and the bottles, and all of that goes into getting that milk to the store so that when you have a request for milk, boom. Mighty manifester you are. Milk, done. You got lots of things done. <laughs> Aren't you glad you got milk checked off your list? <laughs> Woo, praise God. <laughs> you have much accomplished. You have so much that you don't even realize. You're always... What I mean by asking is in relationship with life. I need this. I receive it. I need it. That's occurring all over the place. It is a magn- glorious matrix of asking and fulfilling, giving and receiving, and you're always in it. Now, our expansion and what's fun is when, and this is the game that's fun to play, is when you ask for something that is greater currently than your established consciousness. Milk, you know how to do, right? Now, if you wanted to own a dairy farm, that might take a little more support. You might not be able to make that happen as easily as getting a carton of milk. But if that's a dream of your heart, what's cool about wanting and learning how to ask for what your heart wants is that it expands your consciousness. If your consciousness is this, and you desire to have a dairy farm, I don't know why there's a dairy farm in my head, but that's where we are. Someone wants a dairy farm here, perhaps. You And dairy farm's consciousness is this, you have to grow because what the law says is that it's the mental equivalent. When your mind consciously can hold it, when you believe when you know when your mind is expanded, that's when manifestation occurs. Now, the wanting of it and the asking for it is what activates the growing of your consciousness so that you can have it. Most of us sabotage ourselves on the way to that, through that expansion. Does that make sense to you? You want something that's important to your heart. You want to write that book or sing that song or 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 whatever, to travel the world and it feels really good and exciting for you, but then the fear steps in. So so the loss is yes, and you start to expand. You start to fill out it, and then you're starting to outline and starting to be caused in, in consciousness and in spirit. And then you go, oh, I'm too afraid. And it contracts again. So we tend to be in a, here's a, I did this analogy a long time ago. I want you to think about this. It's like, You're at the Howard stop, and you need to get down to um, North and Clybourne. And so you get on the train at Howard, and you travel down, travel down, travel down. You get to, oh, I don't you're at Granville. Oh, I don't know if I miss Howard. I think I did. You get off Granville, and then you go back up, and you pass Loyola, and then you get up to Morse. And then, oh, I didn't know. So you get, and then you go back down, and this time you make it down to Fullerton, but you panic again, and you go off the train, and you get up north, and you go back up, and this time you step at Addison, and you're riding this train here and back and forth. All you want to do is go from Howard to North and Clyborn. That's it. But your goofiness, you get off the train, you go back. You get on the train, you go forward. That's Do you get what I'm talking about? That's what, it can, that's what it can feel like. That's what activating the law of attraction can feel like. So back to my talk. The first thing <laughs> is to get in right relationship with God. Inside of that relationship, we begin the practice of asking. And as I talked about, I make fun of it, but that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Do you know what I wish for all of you to do tomorrow. It would be kind of funny, and don't say that I told you that you belong to Bodhi if you do this. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I want you to walk around all day long with your hands tied behind your back so that you can't do a thing. You have to ask for help. Everywhere you go, you would have to ask people. I'll let you on time to go to the bathroom. That one you can have. I'll let you do that. But imagine walking through your day not able to open a door, not able to move something from one table to the other. Just really be there a one. It's silly, but be, and let me be serious. You, can't, you have to ask someone to help feed you. You have to ask someone to reach in your pocket and pay for something. You have to ask all day long just to move through your day. Like, what would that feel like? That would be so vulnerable, wouldn't it? Who really wants to do that as an exercise? That would make you so vulnerable. You would actually take a breath. You would need people. You would need people to get through your day. The truth of the matter is, you need. You need all day long. But we think we've got our game figured out so that we think we're doing it. But when you awaken to the truth of the matter that God is life and that life is doing you and that it's really you're not doing anything and that you can call upon that, there's so much freedom. You see, when you ask clean and clearly for what you want to your divine, to your personal God, remember that activates the law. And here's the way to do it. The first thing that we have to do when we ask is you have to be humble. Now, I don't mean humiliation. I mean humble, and all humble means is open and teachable and willing to let a new idea come to you. You don't know what is possible in God's world. You don't. You know this much. You have a a, a view of this much possibility. But when you open up, when you become humble, the walls get taken out and you get open to all these other options. And if you're really humble, 360 degrees of answers, solutions, possibility avail themselves to you, right? So being humble takes off our focus here and opens yourself up. So that's the first thing, to be humble. The second thing that we have to do is we have to be clear. We have to know what it is that we're we're, we're requesting. I'm actually going to talk more about that next week. That's our teaching next week. And then the third one is that you have to be really honest. You have to be real about why you want what you want with your personal divine. I learned that in India, and I love that. I love that. You know, and it combines perfectly. If you know Edwin Gaines, Edwin Gaines would say, who's one of my master teachers, she would say, don't even worry about why you want it. You don't even know. You can't make it up. But I think we should make it up a little bit um, for the purpose of getting it out of the way, because the truth of the matter is we judge what we think, why we want it right? That's what I'm talking about. Like, you want to have that something, but you're like, oh my gosh, that's so selfish of me. Or, or the truth is, you want it because you'll look sexier, because, because you'll be more attractive, because people will think you're cool. Who knows? Like, you've got all different reasons that are rolling in you about why you want something, and there's a lot of unknown reasons why you want something. But my point is, when you're in relationship with your divine, and it's friendly, and honest, and clear, you want to out all of that stuff. You know, I just want that new bike because I think it's really cool, and I think I'll look great on it, and I want people to envy me. That's part of the reason why I want it. Right? With your divine, there's no judgment. The world will judge you and think you're terrible. But the truth of the matter is, if you hide that, and you keep that under a stone, and you pretend some holy reason, then you're, out, then you're in conflict with yourself, and you're slowing down the manifestation process. The game is to be authentic and real. Look, I want this because if I don't get this, my name's on the line and I don't want to look like a fool. That's part of what's here. Now, I know there's lots of good high and holy reasons. Those are on the list too. But the game is to get real, to get real. And what I've also learned about myself, when you get those real niggly ones out of the way, there's a deep heart's desire that is of God that does feel beautiful and expansive and wonderful to bask in. My point is... Just your authentic self has to show up for the game. So we become humble. We become clear on what we want. And we become real. We get into relationship with our God. It is said, ask, and it is given. Now what that means, let me break it down real quick in terms of um, uh, metaphysics. When you ask what you are doing is imagine the mind or imagine a the universe as one big whiteboard. One big whiteboard. It's just a big whiteboard. As soon as you say, I want a car, a car is drawn on the whiteboard. It's there. It's done. It's established. You ask. It's given. Now, that's in the spiritual realm. That's in the metaphysical, beyond the physical realm. The work to bring it from the spiritual world on the whiteboard of spirit into this dimension of being. That's our practice. Now, ask and it is given. The how is not our business. The law activates, so what is your business? Because I know you, and I know that you want something to do. It's just going to be too darn easy for you to ask and be given it, right? Now, I don't mean just sit home and do nothing, actually. Sometimes that is what I mean. But the truth of the matter is, any action must come from inspiration, So if you want something and you desire it and you prayed about it and you've asked for it and you get this divine inspiration, go for a walk, call this person, do something. What I know is if you're in the vibration of that which your heart desires, you will be walking down the street and you'll bump right into the person that you haven't seen for 20 years. Hey, how are you? Great. What are you doing? Oh, my God, that's exactly what I want to be doing. It just magic begins to occur because you let the universe do it. You get on the train at Howard and you just keep going toward the destination. You don't get off. You stay on it. Now, your work, and this is hard work, but I know you want something to do. So your work is to feel good and to enjoy what it is you want when you think about it. When you think about what your heart desires, your your job is to feel good and enjoy it. Because that is the vibration that's going to help move it into manifestation more quickly, right? If you don't feel good, if you're thinking about it and the fear's coming up, I don't know how I'm gonna do it or what are people gonna think of me and if I have that, blah, 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 blah. If that stuff occurs, you stop. Up, uh-uh, stop. I'm not thinking about this any longer. Clearly, this isn't the time. Let me see the sun. Let me see the trees. Let me call a friend. Do something different. But literally, if you can, change your focus, okay? You ask for what you want. And then when you think about it throughout the week, you go, oh, that feels good. That would be fun. I always tell people it's probably about, just so you know, you probably have about 29 seconds to think about it and feel good. You have about 29 seconds, half a minute. When you, if you're good, you might get a full minute. But most people, after 29 seconds, the fear, would, the, the yeah, but will rise up, right? 29 seconds of feeling good about something is a good length of time. If you can feel good about your desire every day for 29 seconds a couple of times throughout the day, man, you are on the ride. It shall come to pass quickly. Don't think that that's a little bit, but just pay attention. Don't make yourself wrong if you think about it for half a minute and then the mind goes goofy. Just go, "Oh, that's what the mind does. That's what Mark Anthony said. What happened? So now I change my thought." Right? So that's your part. I want for you to know and master this second quadrant to know that this universe is yours and that you, through the power of asking through the relationship with your divine can have your heart's desire. You need to know this doesn't mean that you couldn't even you just knowing it, deeply knowing it. Then you get to play the game. Do I want it or don't I? But if you don't know that the universe loves you that much, if you don't know that it's that for you, if you don't know how to be a master of manifestation, then you're stuck. It's like you're stuck in seventh grade and we got to get you out of seventh grade. That is a horrible time to be stuck, people. (laughs) That is goofy and some of you guys are goofy, right? We got to start maturing. So we need to learn how to do this and the way to do it with God asking, be humble, be clear and be real. Be real, yes? All right, let us pray. Take a deep breath. I invite our spiritual counselors and ministers to rise and hold the space. They have been in years of training, just learning how to pray and how to use this powerful. And here's the deal about prayer, just so you know this. Prayer is asking turbocharged. When you just walk around thinking about a thought you're creating, when you're praying, you are pouring powerful rocket fuel on it. And your desires go straight through and they become magnetic times 100,000. Prayer is powerful. So turn within. Take a breath. And together we recognize God. This one power, this one presence, that which always says yes, that which is loving us and breathing us and being us. This oneness is who every one of us is. There is no other We are that light. We are that love. We are that creative power. And we all stand on the edge of creation. And God is wanting to know itself through us. God is a forever expanding idea. And the way that expands is every time we expand, God itself expands. So I say yes to this, knowing it is my life in each of our lives. And in this, yes, I invite you in your heart to think of something that you want. If it's a job or something work-related. If it's a relationship that you want healed or you want a new relationship. If it has something to do with your body, physical health. If there's something you want to create, a book, a song, a play, a, a piece of art. If there's an adventure that you'd like to take. Just take a moment. And if your mind's going, just one, yes, just one right now. You've got plenty of time. You can ask all day long. Right now, we just focus on one thing, and we place it in our heart. And in your mind's eye and your heart's vision, take a moment and offer that up and ask, Holy Spirit, beloved divine, please fulfill this heart's desire. Please guide me. Please make this happen. And these requests activate the law and they cause uh, the nuts of the divine idea to crack open. And we breathe into this and we feel a magnetic pull begin. Already now this desire is activated. And hear your divine say, yes, my beloved, this is done. This is done. You got it. I got it. Let your divine have it. Fully surrender. We have asked, we let go. And we take a moment to just feel joy. Let us extend our prayers for everyone in the room. Let your consciousness be a blessing for everyone here. And take a moment and ask your divine to assist everyone's prayers in being fulfilled. Let this whole room be filled with yes. And let every prayer of our hearts be answered and fulfilled. Not by our doing, but by the Father within. The Mother Divine Presence. The Consciousness Source Energy. Let it be fulfilled. And let us extend beyond these walls and imagine all over the world. On the other side of the world where there may be a young child wanting food and water. They're asking. They're wanting. And we are one with them. So we bless them and we activate their personal divine. And through this prayer, we imagine a world that works for everyone. This is what we can do. This is what you can do. Your prayers work. So imagine all prayers being answered in cooperation in partnership where humanity learns and knows how to cooperate and care for each other. There's more than enough here. We know that. All is possible in God. Take a deep breath and feel this expansion. Feel how good it feels to ask and allow your personal divine to have its way. In this moment, I am so grateful. It's easy to move into gratitude. Gratitude is the next vibration we feel because it's magnetic. So feel grateful. Feel grateful for being here, for being in this group of people that are praying. Feel grateful for being here now and feel grateful for the fulfillment of your prayer. It has been answered. It is is on the whiteboard uh, in the mind of God. It's answered. Feel grateful for that. And in gratitude, I release this prayer into the action of the law. I know that it is done. I know this. And it's so easy for me to let go and let God have it and reveal it. And in gratitude, we say, and so it is. Amen.